The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading of the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus passed through towns and villages, teaching as he went, making his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few people be saved? He answered them, Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. After the master of the house has arisen and locked the door, then will you stand outside knocking and saying, Lord, open the door for us. He will say to you in reply, I do not know where you were from. And you will say, we ate and drank in your company and you taught in our streets. Then he will say to you, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, all you evildoers. And there will be wailing and grinding of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of heaven and you yourselves cast out. And people will come from the east and the west and from the north and the south and will recline a table in the kingdom of God. For behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. This Gospel that we read, Jesus seems to have been traveling quite a bit from town to town and in one of those towns, a, a person who's not named, perhaps a young man, uh, was listening to Jesus. Jesus often liked to talk about the Father in heaven and about eternal life. And it perhaps made this young Jewish man ask a question, a question that we've all at some point in our lives asked. The question as it's written in the gospel is, will few be saved? And perhaps we can rephrase it. He's sort of asking, do a lot of people get to go to heaven or do only a few make it to heaven? And underneath that question is probably a more human question. He's saying, is it easy to get to heaven or is it hard to get to heaven? That's certainly a question probably that we've asked before. So I'd like to talk about the, that question, the answer to that question this morning certainly wasn't a question that was new. It wasn't out of the blue. If you go back into the writings from antiquity, specifically among the Jewish rabbis, they often talked about this question. And they gave answers that were sort of all over the map, you could say. Uh, some of them would, would point to the first reading from Isaiah, which is a very happy reading. And it says that in the end, in the time of the Messiah, that all peoples will be gathered in to worship God on his holy mountain. And that's a, that's a lot of people. All the nations are coming and they'll all be worshiping God. It sounds like a lot of people. So therefore, most people, lots of people make it to heaven. It must be qu quite easy. And then on the other side of the spectrum, you've got rabbis that would point to other parts of scripture and, and they could say, nope, it's actually really hard. And, 
If you lived in Sodom and Gomorrah, for example, you're certainly not going. And if you lived in the time of Noah and couldn't get into the ark before the door was shut, you're definitely not going to heaven. And, and if you complained to Moses in the wilderness, you're not going. So they had a long list of people not going to heaven. And they were both using scripture, which perhaps as a side note, a warning to you could make scripture say whatever you want it to say. It's a, there's a lot of words there, so be careful of doing that. Maybe it wasn't so much scripture, the ones that were sort of saying everyone goes to heaven, they're probably naturally those people that see the glass as half full, right? And they're very positive. Uh, but on the other side, we have the Eeyores of the gospel the, from Winnie the Pooh, right? That the glass is half empty and everything is really hard. Well, that wasn't something the Jewish rabbis just talked about. It continued the conversation even within Christianity. Even today, we still ask those questions, and you can find theologians, pastors, Christians of all types on both ends of that spectrum. The ones that are over here would be the ones that's uh, the fire and brimstone type Christians, right? The ones, it's the end of the world soon. God is coming back. He's going to be full of wrath. The world is evil. We are sinful. And, and you better say your prayers because it's, it's not going to be pretty. And then over here, you've got the, the more happy, clappy types. It's like everyone's going to heaven. I'm okay. You're okay. None of us are bad people. We're all trying our best. And, and you know, even all dogs go to heaven. So we're going to be there. This would be, for example, also in that the movie and the book called The Shack, which many of you have probably seen. I thought it was a beautiful movie. I was very moved, but it kind of goes a little too far in this direction. It sort of ends saying, God is such a loving, grandfatherly person. He can't help himself. He just saves us all, right? That's sort of how it is. And I hope that on this side that these people are right. That's I really do, right? Uh, but... You're probably expecting me to now give the answer to the question now that I'm standing in the middle here. Uh, what's the answer? Well, I'm not going to give an answer because Jesus himself didn't answer the question. But he did say something else. He looked at that young man and he said to that young man, strive to enter the narrow gate. Imagine just for a second that Jesus would have thrown out a percentage. What if he would have said, you know, 50% of the people make it and 50% don't? That would have been perhaps nice to know, but it wouldn't really help us to be good Christians because we all know how we are, right? However low you set the bar, that's as low as we're going, all right? So 50% means you just have to be holier than your neighbor, and if your neighbor hits the bars five nights a week, well, you can go four nights a week and you're fine because you're going to go to heaven. So a percentage wouldn't be good. A percentage isn't love. You don't love God by being good 51% of the time. Jesus says, aim for heaven. There's a, if you look at the life of Jesus and his message, you certainly wouldn't find him on any of those extremes. He wasn't a, a nervous, anxious person who was going around saying, it's the end of the world soon and, and 
you got to try really hard to get to heaven. There's nothing but obstacles and hurdles in the way. And he wasn't a type like that, and nor was he just, uh, you know, the type that would be saying, you know, let's all have a good time. Follow me and let's go to heaven. And he had a different message. Think of that woman who was caught in adultery. It's such a sad moment, and it probably wasn't even really her fault at that time. But there she is, publicly humiliated, and they put her in front of Jesus. They pick up stones, and, and Jesus is able to, in such a powerful way, say, if you have no sin, go ahead and throw a stone. And all those scribes and Pharisees have to leave one by one, and, and then Jesus is there with that woman, and he doesn't say to her, you've really messed up. You're going to have to try really hard because you probably are not going to make it to heaven. Nor does he say, don't worry about it. Go ahead and just keep living your life as you were. He picks her up and he calls her daughter, actually, which I think is very powerful. He says, daughter, has anyone condemned you? And she looks around and she realizes no one has. And Jesus, who is God, standing there says, neither do I. Get up, go in peace, sin no more. It's a powerful, serene, calm, but objectively true answer from our Lord. I think that's his response to us today. If we asked him, Jesus, how hard is it to get to heaven he would say, aim for heaven, aim for the narrow gate. And he told us what that gate is. Remember what he said? He said, I am the gate. To know Jesus is to be on a path that leads to heaven. An ancient Hebrew understanding of sin in ancient languages, often we have words today that we know right away what they mean, but in antiquity they used expressions at time, and they didn't naturally have a word for sin. But for them to say that I have sinned or you have sinned, they would say you have missed the mark. And they would use the verb for shooting an arrow at a target, and to miss the target meant you sinned. Perhaps that can also help us understand this expression of Jesus. Strive to enter the narrow way. Stay on the path that leads to heaven. All of us today have chosen that path. You're here this morning. You've chosen to enter the narrow gate. Let us pray that the rest of the week, starting tomorrow, Monday morning, as we're on our way to school and in traffic and things, that there we will also choose to enter the narrow gate. We will hit the mark. We will know who Christ is, not just in a, as a theory, but as a person, a friend. Because right? Jesus says, it's hard. You're not going to get there on your own. We all need God. We all need him. We all need grace to enter into heaven. In the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.